It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It means we're two days late behind our schedule programming. But hey, internet's saying it new. But it also means, Anthony, that we are less than one week away from WrestleMania. And here on the A to the K Wrestling Show, A to the Kania is in its home. So welcome, one and all, again, to another episode of the A to the K Wrestling Show. I am Carl. Joining me, as always, the A Show himself. The one and only, it's Anthony. Hello, Carl. Welcome back, our loyal listeners as well. <laughs> Later than planned, but still just as grand, we're here. <laughs> so, what have we got up this week, Carl? Well, as always, we're going to be talking about all the latest news and rumours in the world of wrestling this week in the Ringside Report. Then we're going to kick over to our unique segment of the week, which this week, and hopefully for many more to come, we're going to be starting premiering if you will our um a to the k prediction series um so obviously we're going to be talking about our predictions not just our predictions not just my predictions not just carl's but you the the public the audience the fans um obviously carl in his social media wizardry has um has garnered everyone's theories on uh, on the wrestlemania card and we're going to be discussing your picks my picks and carl's picks and we'll see what ties up and who's going to win Who's going to win? Probably me, let's be honest. <laughs> and then we'll round the night off, guys. We'll round the night off, as we always do. And again, a little later than planned, so I know you've all watched the, the next Raw, but fuck it, we're still doing it. Uh, we're going to k- kick over to the This Week in Wrestling, Carl, which we're going to talk about the four big shows. We're going to be talking Raw, NXT, Dynamite, and SmackDown. And that oh, is This Week. <laughs> but, Anthony, before we kick off with, let's kick off with our Fact of the Week. Oh, you didn't know? But, keeping with the WrestleMania theme, so in all of WrestleMania's 37, the upcoming Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman match will be just the second ever Anthony Steel Cage match to ever take place on the grandest stage of them all. That is a, that sh- that's a shocking fact. It feels well, like it should be a bigger number, but here we you are. You would think so. So it's only going to be the second, the only other being, of course, WrestleMania 2, Hulk Hogan, Bundy. But yeah, you're surprised by that one, Anthony. I am. Steel Cage matches, you think... You know, pretty big match, aren't they? There's such a staple of not just wrestling but WWE. You just kind of on the biggest stage of them all, you would have expected more. That's yeah, that's an amazing fun fact, Carl. I love it. That's it. And there you go. And that was this week's Oh You Didn't Know. I'm gonna play it again just because you love it so much. Oh you didn't know Perfect. Nice. Love it. So Carl. Shall we start off with the ringside report, shall we? I'll shake it up a bit. Let me give you the headlines this week then, Carl. So, apparently, Chris Jericho has blocked MVP on Twitter. Do we know why? We'll talk about that shortly. We have the tag team of Reno Scum have now left Impact Wrestling. Could they be moving on to Pastures New? We'll talk about that. We have Tony Khan clarifying, um, essentially, Chris Jericho's comments on TNT. Uh, not wanting surprises. We have uh, the possibility of B pre heading over to WWE. We have Trish Stratus commenting on Britt Baker. We have the t- reveal for the upcoming Money in the Bank and Backlash pay-per-views. We have Arn Anderson uh, thinking that Kevin Owens is a pain in the ass to work with. <laughs> we also have Arn Anderson's son has signed a developmental deal with AEW. We have comments from Nikki Cross who wants to wrestle. Why has she said that? Well, we'll talk about that shortly. And then lastly, Carl, we have CM Punk saying that Jericho's appearance on the Steve Austin podcast proves that WWE is not scared of AEW, so we can speculate on that a bit more as well. But let's kick it all off with the first one, Carl, which I believe is your good self, and it's one Chris Jericho blocking MVP. (laughs) 
blocked. Um, so yeah, interesting. This one, a little bit of a don't know, a little bit of handbags really at dawn. So uh, we found out this week that according to MVP, Chris Jericho has actually blocked him on Twitter. So this came off the back of um, Lance Storm doing a tweet, um, which kind of I think he was retweeting Jericho, who was trying to promote. Um, something he was trying to do for Lance of offering some wannabe wrestlers or upcoming wrestlers some virtual coaching sessions with Lance himself. Um, and MVP oh, replied to that saying, well, I can't see this because I'm blocked with lots of laughy faces. Um, so <laughs> you may remember back in, I think it was November 2020, um, Chris Jericho decided to be a little bit political. Um, and he oh, made yeah, he a, a tweet for a week or so. just a little bit, and he was all conspiracy theory around why is the election results taking so many days? You know, this this is the first time that's ever happened. Which obviously we're in the UK, and even we know, even we know that's bullshit. Um, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get yeah. it. You know, Jericho is Canadian, so fair play. You know, US politics has a bag, but. Yeah, so he he posted a tweet around that, a little bit conspiracy theorist, and MVP replied with, delete this, I roll emoji. Um, And so somebody off the back of MVP saying, well, (laughs) I'm blocked. He said, well, why why is this? Is it because of that tweet? And MVP just put, yep. (laughs) So, I don't know, a little bit childish, isn't it? I wouldn't even, if I was in MVP's shoes, I wouldn't even be sure it was because of that tweet. I assume that's the only interaction he's had with him recently, because it doesn't feel offensive enough. Hmm. Like, you know, Jericho is normally, you know, he's he's quite happy to have a bit of back and forth on Twitter. So I'm quite surprised, I must admit. But he was getting a bit like, I, I, I'm, it's difficult because Jericho is a legend and I always want to respect him as a legend. But um, he was he, he was getting a bit like sort of caught up in all the, a lot of people were to be fair, but in all the, um, the political sort of things and. I don't know, maybe getting a little bit emotional. And I get it, you know, support who you want to support. I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to open that fucking can of worms. But um, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like a Jericho move. I'm quite surprised. But hey, that's what you want to do. That's it. Block out the haters. Blocking out the haters. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Breaking it's nice news. to know how he approaches things like that. <laughs> so if AEW's ratings do drop, he's just going to block that. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you well, know, small one. But interesting, nonetheless, Jericho was blocked MVP. Indeed. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Well, Carl, my next one uh, is moving over to Impact very briefly. And this one um, could have some impact on some of the shows. <laughs> because uh, one of the more notable teams in Impact Wrestling today, or yesterday now, as it turns out, uh, were uh, tag team on Reno Scum. Um, now, we had a tweet quite recently from... Adam Thornstow, who is uh, one member of Reno Scum, hopefully I pronounced the surname correctly there, and he's put uh, that uh, Reno Scum's time with Impact has come to an end, uh, that they're nothing but thankful for everything they did for us, and they want to thank the staff and producers, especially the talent. It's undoubtedly one of the most talented locker rooms in the world, and until we see it again. Um, so it doesn't seem they've left it under any bad... Um, under any cloud, should I say. Mm. Uh, in fact, the you know it's, it's quite a nice statement because I think um, Impact gets sort of overlooked quite a lot in in today's sort of world of wrestling but there is a very talented locker room there and they do still have a very good show it's just obviously not not quite at the the, the sort of position that uh, that it used to be but um the the reason uh, i say that this could have an impact on the other shows carl is you know there's no 
sort of confirmation as to why they've left? Or could we be seeing them rock up on, you know, basically the home of tag teams at the moment, AEW? Or could we see them, uh, <laughs> you know, give WWE's very much needed tag team division a punch in the arm? Um, you know, all these things have been made to be seen. And there's many more promotions other than them as well. But, you know, if you're thinking you're going to move from Impact, you're going to go to one of the more notable ones on, on TV in this country, well, in America. So um, that's my speculation, Carl. But what, what do you think of this news? It's interesting because... I mean, it's more people even impact, sadly. Yeah, it is very interesting. Um, I think, obviously, during pandemic times, it's very unlikely that they're going to go to somewhere like New Japan or to, you know, AAA or anywhere like that. So um, it would make sense for them to stay in the US, um, which is slim pickings, really. So AEW, as you mentioned, WWE, Ring of Honor, maybe. Um, I know NXT recently signed... um, what are they called? MGK? I can't re- remember what they were called um, to NXT. MSK. That, MSK, that's the one. Not Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> uh, um, but <laughs> So, yeah, who knows? Maybe they'll, maybe they'll follow suit and uh, go there as well. But uh, my microphone is falling out of its socket. But, yeah. That's so, how shocking this is. That is um, it. it I mean, this is the up. funny thing. Like, uh, WWE just it, it totally fucking confusing at the minute. Because if you look at like the tag team division for NXT, in all fairness, it's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some well-established teams there. There's some actual teams there, not just some thrown together bullshit. Um, the tag team titles don't move around like fucking ridiculous amounts, and you know it's not bad. And if they go there and go to NXT, then I'm I'm cool with it. But then eventually they go to the main roster, they get split up, they get totally ruined. One of them leaves WWE, and then that's that. <laughs> Do we want this? No, we probably don't. <laughs> As is tradition. Um, but, <laughs> Hi, yeah. Christian. <laughs> hey, leave Christian alone. I like Christian. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. So um, I, I mean, personally, on on a tag team point of view, I would I would favour AEW, and that's not because I'm an AEW fanboy. It's because that's probably the better place if you're a tag team at, at the minute. Let's be honest. Very true. But Very true. Best of luck to the pair of them, and. Um, yeah, I say it's a, a bit of a shame for Impact because um, obviously they didn't they recently have uh, Taya Valkyrie go as well. So mm-hmm. um, they're losing some big names. Um, hopefully, not too many big names. Yeah, definitely strange times for them. Obviously, the AW relationship and then a lot of people jumping ship as well. But yeah, hopefully they um, you know get through it all and you know they're, they're pulling some pretty decent numbers as well. Still, um, you know I think they still pull in yeah. over regularly over hundred thousand viewers, which for them is 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 pretty good to be fair. So. Hopefully, we don't see anything yeah. you know, drop drastically. But speaking Definitely. of AEW, and speaking again about Chris Jericho, you may recall he's been flapping his gums, Chris Jericho, on his uh, podcast. And he was talking oh, about. Chris. <laughs> he basically made the claim that TNT um, came out and said that they don't want AEW to pull any surprises again on Dynamite. So, this in <laughs> reference to. Um, I love it. Yeah, like it, it, it made the news as like, oh, well, we're not going to see, you know, we're not going to have any shock value anymore on, on Dynamite and stuff. But Jericho said that they weren't happy necessarily with the way that Sting just kind of debuted um, as a surprise and stuff. And that was part of the reason why they announced Paul White ahead of time and also did the big announcement for pay-per-view about a, you know, mystery you know signing and all that kind of stuff as they wanted to advertise it. Um, but Tony Khan has come out to potentially squash them rumours. He said, um, I don't think that's exactly how the conversation happened. I know, since I am the one who had it. That's not exactly how the conversation with TNT <laughs> went. 
Um, there's a balance between announcing things in advance like we've done with Mike Tyson. So, spoilers. In fact, probably not spoilers because it's Wednesday night and by the time you've listened to this, we're already a week behind. You probably already know but Tyson is there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, Mike Tyson has been announced in, ad- in advance for this week's Dynamite and similar to what they did with Paul White coming in, etc. So, um, he thinks that TNT wants a balance. You know, that TNT were super happy when Sting showed up, and, you know, it, it led to a lot of talking about the show and things like that, but he thinks um, that they're going to be doing both, so they will be announcing things ahead of time, um, etc. So, yeah, he said he wants to make it clear. TNT never said that they, you know, don't do any surprises. They thought yeah. it was great. They got I a huge that, reaction like, to Sting. I want to make it clear, this is not what TNT said, but ever since the Sting thing, we've announced uh, the big show, Christian, and we're announcing Mike Tyson's turn up this week. Pretty but TNT much. are totally fine with surprises. Pretty much. Um, so, yeah, I think he's trying to do a bit of damage control, save a bit of face, obviously, off uh, Jericho potentially <laughs> making TNT sound pretty bad. You know, um, on, I will say, though, I do agree with Jericho's comments, whether he's misinterpreted that conversation or not. And I understand Tony Khan may, as you say, be doing damage control. But Jericho's comments of like the it still has the same impact. How like when Sting rocked up as a surprise, that got people talking, and then people will then tune in because they never know what's going to happen on Dynamite. Like that idea works; it has more longevity than just going, "Hey, this guy's turning up this week." So like they may get more viewers this week because Tyson's on there, but they mm-hmm. don't think Tyson's going to be on there consistently, so they may not carry on watching after that week do you know what i mean so i totally yeah, agree with um, chris's comments on on you know you do need those surprises and to be fair there probably is a balance to it but hopefully hopefully what tony can't say is right and we can still at least get some shock moments yeah and you know that's the best memories from wwe is shock moments <laughs> let's all be very even clear. once that ultimately when you think about it weren't that good and this is no offense by the way to the wrestlers i'm about to mention but do you remember like i lost my shit and i, I contacted you when we were teenagers because i was watching an episode <laughs> of smackdown viscera and, and gangrel and viscera just dropped <laughs> up and that was like oh that was a shock and i was shocked and it worked but then you know you kind of think about it and you let it settle for a couple of weeks and you go well, it's just Gangrel and Viscera. No offense, guys. Um, and, you know, we had that slight resurgence of the ministry, and then that kind of went away. And Anyway, slight digression. But my point is, surprises were. They do. And I think, you know, in the example of announcing Mike Tyson, you know, just so happens that they're going up against a fucking takeover two-night thing this week. So uh-huh. it would make sense to go, yeah. please watch our show too. So that's all this is. That's yes, the only that is reason Tyson is back. Do it. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, reasons for Tyson being back. We've got no plans for him, but we just need the name for fuck's sake. Well, exactly. Like, you know, I think when TK is saying, yeah, there's going to be a balance, that, that's, what, that's what it is. When we need to pull some fucking ratings in, yeah, we'll announce it. But, you know, if we've got lots of people watching the show, we'll leave it a surprise. Um, so, it is that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's but, the thing. Yeah. But, um, so the next one I've got, Carl, moving swiftly on, um, is let's talk about B Priestley for a second, shall we? So, okay. She said, um, in recent years, it's been quite interesting because, as we know, she was with um, AEW at the beginning and, you know, she left and it didn't seem that she left with any bad feeling or whichever. You know, she thanked everyone at AEW, etc., but she wasn't there for very long. Uh, we know that when she was a free agent before she joined New Japan, WWE were quite uh, keen on trying to sign her to, I believe, the NXT UK brand. Um, certainly because we are from the UK, Carl. We have known her from the likes of... Um, defiance and so on like that uh, a lot of the indies around the uk and 
you know, so she's had quite a quite a bit of movement in her career, but seems to have settled at stardom for the last couple well, last couple of years, I wanna say. Um so very recently she had a, a sort of a match at stardom and after the match she cut a bit of a promo and essentially she sort of expressed the love for, for stardom for everything she's done in Japan, but made it very clear that this is kind of her done or certainly led to that speculation um and then obviously we've had the one dave Meltzer confirming that that was in fact her last show and she's not re-signed with stardom um so this has come from the mouth of Meltzer, but um certainly the way she cut her promo made it feel like she was sort of done there do you know what i mean mm. um and so we know she potentially hasn't re-signed and according to Meltzer, she's not re-signed with new japan either so the question remains, could we be seeing her in WWE soon? And that is certainly the favoured speculation because of how keen they were on, on signing her beforehand and the fact that she has worked with AEW and is unlikely to go back to AEW. But then you can never say never in this business. She gonna like The AEW's women's division is better now than it was then. So maybe it might be more worthwhile, in all fairness. I don't know. Um, so what do you think? Do you think we're going to likely see her sign with the likes of WWE? Do you know what? It's, an, it's a really interesting one. I don't. We, we speak a lot about the women's evolution and the state of women's wrestling today. Um, and we've both been quite critical of the fact that after the whole evolution pay per view, um, it seems to have taken quite a bit of a dip in terms of, you know, the women's division across everywhere, really. Um, but definitely in mm. recent months, we've started, started to see a bit of a resurgence, haven't we? You know, especially in AEW, they're putting a lot of emphasis on trying to build that women's. Um, roster up, you know, the Thunder Rosa Brit match. We're seeing stuff come through now, you know, each week with the likes of um yeah. you know Bunny and uh people like that starting to get more more time and, and more exposure as well. Yeah, so I think um it's funny because they, they seem to be directly responding to criticism, don't they? Like they've been told the women's division is shit and they're working on it and I'll give them the due for that. I find WWE more fascinating because they kind of have a not to sound like I'm trying to paraphrase punk here, but they, they have a good women's division despite themselves. Because like they've got a lot of talent there, and they put on some really good matches, but it seems that every once in a while they have to be reminded. Or WWE have to be reminded that these are like main event caliber women. Do you know what I mean? These are main event caliber oh, stars yeah. because like they still kind of get pushed back into that position. Like and I don't, I don't care whether people like like you say night one of Mania, the main event is going to be a women's match. It's like yeah, but like the, the, that's that's the game. It's one of them things, is it? Where they're going, yeah, but it's, it's night one. Um, and <laughs> we've ticked the box, guys. We've ticked the box. Yeah, but the I don't know. For me, I'm like, like you say, why haven't they done another Revolution pay per view? Why haven't they sort of pushed it a bit more? Why for the last few months do I feel like all we've had is Charlotte or Bailey and Sasha when there's so many other women's the, the, um, talent in that division? Why mm. do the women's tag titles get totally fucking decimated because they don't sort of care day to day and then they kind of get a shot in the arm every once in a while like the the tag division on nxt is fantastic at the minute for the women and they're keeping it going like this week had a couple of good matches they're keeping everything relevant and it's like they seem to be putting some effort in Mm -hmm. but then you look at the main roster and you go well that clusterfuck on smackdown this week which we'll talk about (laughs) that's how they're doing the women's tag division okay fair enough so Mm. that is such a confusing mess to me really but uh, yeah what was i talking about (laughs) <laughs> so B Priestley, where's she gonna go? Who knows? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Pros and cons well, to I all. I mean, I think the big money would say like, because sadly I don't watch NXT UK, which is probably like some sort of like blasphemy because we we you know UK know. based. But um, 
you know, it's probably I've heard really good things about NXT UK, and I think that could be a good shout for it in terms of um, signing. I mean, we've seen some people who've moved over from there, such as Tony Storm and the like, are doing really well in WWE anyway, um, and we're doing really well in NXT UK. So you know, that potentially could be an awesome move for it, really. But uh, we'll see. I think I do agree that it's probably unlikely it's going to be AEW anyway. Yeah. Well, the next one, Anthony, sticking with the theme of women's wrestling. Um, bit of okay. a nice one, really. So, I don't know why, but Twitter has all the news on the show pretty much this week. Um, but it's another oh, Twitter yeah. another Twitter <laughs> thing, really. So, um, Trish Stratus, WWE Hall of Famer, um, was, uh, there was a tweet put out of a show that she was going to be doing with uh, Bully Ray um, on the SiriusXM network, um, kind of hyping it. And... Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, um, commented on that, just saying, tell her I said hi, um, with some, like, love, uh, love eye, like, emoji. Um, and Trish took the time to respond to that by saying, hello, you bloody legend, literally, nice. Um, but wanted to reach out to give you the proverbial thumbs up, but, well, you know how that went for some. Since I love you, uh, since I have you, thank you for your work and contributions as a woman in our sport. Keep it up, girl, to which... Britt Baker replied with, I love you, heart eye emojis. So, something, nice. you know, just a nice thing, isn't it, really? Because having a WWE Hall of Famer and, you know, voted the number one women's wrestler of all time on WWE's most recent list. Um, and just, regularly by Carl. And me. I, I think she's fucking fantastic, you know. We, we, we talk about, she's just, if you go back and look at women's wrestling in a time when the women's evolution hadn't happened she was someone who came in as a glamour model, as a fucking, literally as TNA, managing TNA, um, to then go on that transformation to be a fucking seven-time women's champion. We're going to end up with a segment about Trish, aren't we? I really hope we gonna, do. <laughs> I hope we do. I've got all, all the time in the world for I've Trish. I've no problem with fantastic. it, by the way, but um, <laughs> just, I can feel the love already, so I think we're going to have a very similar Absolutely. to the Kurt one. <laughs> Absolutely. Reasons why we love Trish. Um, but... Yeah, so I think it's just it's it's lovely of her to, you know, stay close to the product and be able to help these up and comers, not even from WWE, but you know, from the likes of AEW and just be, you yeah. know, giving them words of encouragement. Uh, I just think is a massive thing that she doesn't need to do and go out of her way to do, but it's lovely to see. And you know, when you've got WWE's number one all-time woman's wrestler giving you some, you know, props, then all I can say is Anthony, you know, breakout star. We called it. Last year, we called here it. we are now. And so. Do you know what? Like, I think it's nice to have this this week when last week we mentioned about the um, the apparently women women's viewers were, were turning off from it. And it's like, I don't really like having a negative against such a good match and such an important match. So um, it's nice that we're, we're getting a bit of positivity as well and like the, the recognition from the, the, the superstars themselves is awesome. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Speaking of um, wrestling... Um, <laughs> so Carl are you busy on the 16th of May or May 16th because we have American listeners um, I'm going to have to check my schedule is that a Sunday sounds like a Sunday god damn mm. right now basically um, <laughs> we have the money in the bank pay-per-view the date has been officially announced as May 16th and then if you were thinking oh, money in the bank it's amazing but what about backlash you're a fucking weirdo for starters <laughs> but backlash has been announced for June 20th so we have the dates officially, Carl. I personally, I, I don't really care about backlash. Never have. Uh, but mm. money in the bank, Carl. Do you think it's going to be better than the last one, at least? 
can't be fucking worse, can he? Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> it's such a shame. I, I really enjoyed the Money in the Bank concept, and it's I think it's unfortunately run its course. It baffles me that we still keep Money in the Bank going every year and we can't afford any time to King of the Ring. Um, which honestly, baffles the you shit out the, of me. The, baffle, the most baffling thing about that is WWE are fucking great at doing tournament brackets. You always yeah. fucking have been for some reason. Mm-hmm. Well, why not go more King of the Ring than fucking Money in the Bank? And just have a King of the Ring that means something. Do you know what? Like for me, what makes the most sense, and it's it's baffling to me. And this is a massive tangent, but it's just coming to me head now. Like a let's, big problem. Let's fucking tangent, Carl. <laughs> do it. Let's fucking do it. Right. The big thing um, with the Royal Rumble, which has become a problem, is someone wins a title shot in January and don't doesn't get the opportunity to go for it until April. That's a big fucking long window, right? So. Very. I mean, why can't we have money in the bank in like July instead and have that be who uh, or, or King of the Ring or whatever, either of them? Yeah, no, King of the Ring. I'm going up. Yeah, King of the, King of the Ring. Ring. Why can't we have King of the Ring? And instead of doing a stupid King gimmick, like whoever wins the King of the Ring is effectively what the money in the bank is, but it's for a SummerSlam title shot. We talk about SummerSlam being like, you know, the mid the mid year WrestleMania. Why? There's no, there's no, there's no gravitas there to it, other than it's it's one of the longer <laughs> yeah, shows, just one of the longer ones, yeah. So for me, yeah, it should Survivor be Survivor Series has its own gimmick, really. Yeah. So for me, it should be you win the King of the Ring, and by getting the King of the Ring, you get a title shot at SummerSlam. That's all it is. Not that you have to wear a fucking crown and change your whole character and be a dick yeah, for several years. It's almost like I, at this point in WWE, if they brought back King of the Ring, I think you'd be petrified to win it because you know you're going to be stuck with a fucking King gimmick because that's what happens. That's what you get given. That's what you win. I mean, you win it's, Jerry it's... Lawler's outfit. That's what you win. <laughs> like it is awful, isn't it? And like, I don't understand why it went that way and why it went so bad. Like, obviously, we had it with King Mabel way back when, but like Austin didn't start donning a fucking crown. He was just Austin, and he won it. Same with Triple H, and then all of a sudden, it's like people who win it and they haven't really got any idea what to do with them. I mean, Triple H, like, he took his time, but he eventually became the King of Kings. So I suppose he did lean into <laughs> the King thing eventually. <laughs> it's because he made sure to bury every former King of the Ring. Um, yeah. but... <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't tried to do a King of Kings tournament, to be honest, which sounds awesome, actually. It sounds like something out of Tekken, actually. But I can see that anyway, happening in like NXT. That, yeah. that is Triple H's baby, after all, in it. So you can see that. But I, you know what? I, I don't mind money in the bank. I think the problem, really, right now is it being a yearly thing. Because last year was clearly money in the bank for money in the bank's sake. And I don't say that because of the the idea. The idea was fine, maybe not executed too well when they made it a build and, and they threw Ray off. I was made up. It was just kidding about the Ray. Um, but the fact that it went to Otis and they had no idea what the fuck they were going to do with that says to me, like, you had no one to win this. You had no plan for this. And if you don't have a plan for what's going to happen, happen, you've got a year's worth of fucking walking around with a briefcase, to, briefcase sorry, to do. So, like... Maybe have a plan. And yeah. if you haven't got a good one, don't have the pay-per-view just for the sake of the pay-per-view. If you haven't got a good plan, don't fucking do it. Yeah, Really, it should I mean, go back to being a, a gimmick match and they ha- break it out when they need to. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. Money in the Bank has led to some fantastic... Like, Seth Rollins' WrestleMania cash-in has got to be up there. Yeah, you know, that's, we, we, that's we've done our list. For me, that, like, <laughs> that, that was a plan. Yeah, like, we've done our list. If you didn't have Money in the Bank as a pay-per-view and you just had the Money in the Bank match when you needed it, and you plan stuff out like that Seth thing. And all right, I do make the argument that the Seth thing was like a, 
Uh, more of a band-aid to a problem. <laughs> well, to be plan. fair, I'm, go- I'm going to sound a bit Bob Ross, but that was a happy little accident. That was shit. Yeah, sure we was. need a way. We need to book a way out of the fact that there's no finish anyone's going to be happy to here. Well, we've got our money in the bank. Oh, oh shit, they're going to start rioting. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. But, like, for me, I, I just don't get... Like, it's, it's, it's one of these things that's like... I, I think this type of... Um, pay-per-views cursed anyway where you go well that's a good match so let's make it a pay-per-view because like we do the same with hell in a cell we do the same with elimination chamber where it's like well that's what the pay-per-view is called so we're gonna have some of these matches like mm. that's kind of not the point well like, exactly why are we in an elimination why are we in an elimination chamber now just because that's the name of the pay-per-view is there any reason for it otherwise <laughs> there used to be like kind of a build like it's so extreme we have to put it in a cell i was like no this time it's called hell in the cell so we're gonna have one like yeah <laughs> well i mean to be fair it. money in the bank started at wrestlemania so that was a perfect time to exactly. do it the rumble winner had their mania opportunity at mania so it was like well who's gonna get the next opportunity here's the money in the bank but even even yeah. the thing of like well you've got it for a year you got a year to cash in even that's overdone why can't someone win it the next night? Just go, yeah, I'm the champ now. Boss, because when's the last time we saw that? Yeah. Now what we get is like, what funny things can we do with the briefcase? Mm-hmm. How about we make it a lunchbox? How about we go <laughs> to fake court with it? A fake court ran by JBL. Like, fuck's sake. That entire thing was just fucking horrendous. Yeah. Anyway, this is the news. Let's talk about news. Carl, those two <laughs> pay-per-views have been announced at the dates I said about half an hour ago. Now it's your turn. Okay, amazing, amazing. <laughs> so the next one to talk about: Did you know, Anthony Kevin Owens is a bit a bit bit of hard work, according to ex WWE producer and current AEW Nightmare Family manager coach Arn Anderson. Um, so <laughs> he has basically uh, he hasn't got very many nice things to say about our friend Kevin Owens. Um, he was interviewed. Um, and he said apparently he was often a pain in the ass to work with um, and obviously he, he did the role of, of a road agent with WWE so he said he's a pain in the ass to work with there were so many times I told Kevin that you know basically to do these things and he wouldn't do it and I told him he's a pain in the ass arguing all the time over these trivial things um, and you know there's stuff that just really didn't matter it'd be a long drawn out decision and he and I would have had this talk before um, and yeah I hope he's doing better but it was just as a producer you had guys that you saw your name written down beside and you went ah oh, this is going to be a piece of cake today or man I'm in for a long day and he basically implied that Kevin Owens was one of them um so yeah what do you make of that because i don't know I'm, i like i like kevin owens i think he's a good guy i can't imagine right. him being such hard um, work the more i think about it though i kind of get how he could be and that's no no slight to kevin owens as a person right but he is clearly someone who loved wrestling as a kid and has got a massive fucking passion for the business right mm-hmm. i don't think anyone would deny that but i think what may come with that and the reason that i think it's quite possible that he could be that type of person is he's then got such an opinion of how stuff should go in, in a ways of almost being a perfectionist about what he's doing that, yeah, I can imagine he probably would argue with the, the bookers and the, the producers quite a lot um, to try and get his vision across. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like basically from what I'm reading or the context of the way Arn's put it is like, it wasn't an easy day for Arn. That doesn't mean Arn was in the right. It just means Kevin was going to argue with him a lot. So I don't mm. think it may be a pain in the ass for Arn, but maybe that's how, you know, Kevin Owens has been booked better than many people who came up from NXT, let's be honest. So 
maybe that's some of it. Maybe he maybe he had to be that kind of guy. Maybe he had to what? fight Owens fight. <laughs> sorry. Do you know sorry. what that that comment you just made then is it makes for pretty sorry hearing, doesn't it? Because I don't think Kevin Owens has been booked anywhere near to his full potential. And so it's such a shame <laughs> to think he's one of the better booked NXT talents who've come up. Like that is just look at it. If you ignore the shield, have a look at anyone who's come up from NXT and how they've been booked. Kevin's one of the better ones. That's crazy. And you can't even argue Finn was booked well because Finn was booked so well he's back on NXT. <laughs> Finn is a is an you know, you, you know my feelings about Finn, to be fair. To be honest, we haven't he hasn't even made the news this week. Finn, the boomerang. It hasn't even made the news this week, but he pissed me off again, Finn, by going, Well if I was to take if I do the demon, it's gonna be a step back. What from a fucking boring, like vanilla fucking this guy rocks up and goes, Ha and I've got a gun. It's not really a gun. Yeah, Pew-pew. but he spells Pew-pew. like okay. spells like ninety percent of his name with X's now. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, well I can't Edgy. say Bala can't say Bala Club because it's too much like Bullet Club, so I'll just go Perfect. Okay, okay, Finn. Yeah. You dick. But well, why is anyway, it, I, I was going to say why anyway. is that calling himself Prince, but yes, I'm well aware he was Prince Devitt or whatever fucking thing. But either way, like he knows everybody wants the demon, and I seriously, seriously hope he's messing with us, and we're going to get the demon because it's not a step back. Like that is, uh, it, it, you know what? It epitomizes the the way I think his attitude is at the minute. To be honest, of like I can't be asked, can't be asked for <laughs> our face paints. It's just yeah. Absolutely. To be honest, I don't think we're gonna get we are gonna get the demon because I think he'll he'll only get the demon when he's gonna win. So I think Carrion's gonna think kick he's gonna his win. ass. I think Carrion's gonna rag him, ragdoll him everywhere. Mind you, it'd be weird to suddenly book Carrion to lose. Like he just he's been throwing everyone around for days. Like he beat up a whole faction before this. <laughs> well, that is true. I mean, it's not a... just Santos Escobar. He took out all three of them <laughs> with ease. Yeah. But anyway, so back to Kevin Owens. I like Kevin Owens. Um, I don't know, but no, I just I, I personally think like he he's not necessarily been wrong when he's been arguing with Arn. I think mm. it might not be the easiest for Arn, but I think he's probably just been impassioned about what he was arguing about. Yeah, I mean to be fair, if you look at the the, the shit he's had to do, you know, in his character and stuff, you can probably see why he might be a little bit argumentative with some of the things they want him to do. So fair play, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it, it it baffles me because he's been so underutilized. Um, He's had you know a lot of great moments, but he he could be one of the top heels in the business or one of the top baby faces in the business, and they just haven't gone either direction with him, and so he's just coasting. Mm. And I really like him as a heel. Like I, I I love the connection, like the 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 nod they make towards Stone Cold. Like like he, he's obviously now adopted the stunner with the permission of Stone Cold, but the fact that he is essentially that kind of guy, he's like that that tweener, really, isn't mm. he? And he's yeah. perfect to go into that, but. I, I think he makes a fantastic heel, and I actually enjoyed him as, as the, I think it was Universal champ. Apologies for not knowing properly, but let's face it, both belts are practically the same, and there should only be one belt anyway. So I think I want to say Universal. What, that, that Sorry, too much? No, no, I like it. It's just, uh, I love I love Ant's rants. It's my favourite thing. And there should only be you one what, fucking like, belt anyway. It's one of them where, like, that probably would like people would be like ah oh, no, the, the prestige behind the WWE title and yeah I don't argue with that I just think that there should only be one belt like I understand oh, yeah. the universal title's not been around that long if anyone wants to moan about that I'm just saying there's no fucking point in having two top titles did you anyway. see slight sidebar did you see um, the Bret Hart post on social media the other day where he's doing he's doing a competition and he basically just ripped the shit out of the current belts and what a what a legend you know 
He's so, so right as well. Like, yeah, I respect the fact that he wasn't bothered about pulling his punches on that. And let's be honest, like no one's surprised that Bret Hart is not bothered about pulling his punches with WWE. But, you know, they buried the hatchet. He does get a bit of a paycheck from them here and there. So I, c- I could understand him not saying anything. But like, I'm so glad he pointed out because I think it's a much better marketing tool, the old winged eagle. If they brought back that winged eagle belt, that'd be so much better anyway. I've seen some concept designs for that where they still had a bigger WWE logo on it. And it still looked pretty damn good. Mm. Like, and you've argued, well, not argued, you've made this point very clear to me in the past that, like, it's a massive, massive marketing tool having just a massive WWE logo as a belt. Because when they're mm-hmm. handing them out to, like, football teams and stuff, you know, it's like, it's like, it sticks out, you know. But I don't know. I think the Eagle belt would do as well. Everyone knows what that is. The thing that bothers me the most about the current belt is it's hard. It's hardly even any, it's just belt. Like, other than the WWE logo, it's just leather. There's no gold on it, really. There's just a couple of fucking diamantes in the shape of a W on a belt, and it's awful. Do you think they notice it? Do you think they feel it, like when people are going, "Oh, if Edge wins, I hope he brings back the big gold and stuff like that." It's like people are like literally willing this belt away. I don't like, think they give a fuck, if I'm perfectly honest, because it's all about the side plates now. It's like right, okay, but yeah, you know, Brett isn't wrong when he says that the old titles felt more prestigious because they did. They felt like a piece of gold and now it's just a leather strap with a couple of little jewels on it in the shape of a w mm-hmm. that's all it is it's got no prestige anymore don't forget them side plates though <laughs> it's all about i don't want to mock them too much i actually really like the idea of it being mm. individual to the wrestler from the side plate so you're not affecting the main belt i do kind of like that as an idea but mm. um it's just a shit title shit title anyway shit. is it my turn what are we talk yeah speaking so, of yeah, arm, kevin owens is a pain in the ass speaking <laughs> of arm so, um, only a quick one. This I just found it somewhat interesting. So, Arn Anderson in his in his podcast, um, a moment with Arn. I don't know what it's called. Sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, I really uh, hope it's called a moment with Arn. <laughs> we know it's not. Uh, so um, he's actually uh, pointed out that his son Brock has um, actually signed a developmental deal with AEW. Uh, that he spent a fair bit of time around the place, you know, around all the, the backstage producing area, around the locker room. He's been able to interact with the likes of Dean Malenko and Jake the Snake and people like that. And he's learned a lot about the business and he's making it very clear that, you know, his son is going to be something in AEW at some point, which is awesome. It's nice. Um, but the thing I found interesting, Carl, and apologies because this might sound really dense on my part, is uh, AEW do developmental talent, do developmental deals. Who knew? Okay. That's interesting, actually. Like, I mean, obviously they've got dark and they've got elevation. So, is it maybe part of the elevation thing? The fact that because that that was the first time they build it as like you know established talent and you know up and coming talent. So maybe that's their way of saying development talent. Yeah, well, yeah. I just found it interesting that he he sort of made it clear he signed a developmental contract. So maybe we're going to see him on elevation, and maybe that's going to be more of like the the not. I, I don't want to say NXT. Because obviously NXT is not quite the developmental area it was. It's more of a show in its own right. But, you know, that kind of thing where we can watch it. But it's actually very much a developmental show, you know. Be interesting. Be interesting to say. It would. But, um... And unfortunately, <laughs> I've done the research and the Arn Anderson podcast is just called Arn. So, points for creativity there, I say. Well, yeah. <laughs> it does what it says on the tin, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. It's the noise you make when you listen to it. Ah. this thing on um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um, so, so nice quick one <laughs> yeah, that's that. okay so my next one um, 
I can see myself doing more ranting on this one, to be fair. But okay, let's, let's rant away. That's what this has been about. <laughs> Do it. Scottish royalty herself, Nikki Cross. Um, she just wants to wrestle, man. Like, where yeah. is she? Do you know what I mean? Like, where the fuck like, is she? Do you know what? Do you know what the, the saddest thing about this is? And I feel bad because I didn't even think about it until I read this. And I'm like, yeah, where's she been? And yeah. it's, it's, I, that's a real shame that I hadn't noticed. And I, I don't say that in a, a negative thing to her. It's just like, they haven't even, I don't know. It's just, yeah, last thing we knew, she was trying to get Alexa back. She, well, <laughs> it's it's so mad is that they had, they had that whole storyline with Nikki and Alexa that went on for ages. And then they just fucking forgot about it for ages until Alexa became part of like, you know, with the fiend. And then all of a sudden they tried to reignite that rivalry from ages ago, but it was just for like yeah. one episode of raw. And then she fucked off again. And I feel like, unfortunately, you know, the biggest casualty of Alexa's success has been Nikki because now that she's not a tag team with her, they've just got nothing for her. And it, it baffles me that there is nothing for her. Yeah, I totally agree. I, um, like the weird thing is Nikki is like she she used to do that kind of psycho character. Like I don't think she's done it in WWE, but she used to do that sort of psycho character. And you think, how has that not been like? I was actually quite surprised when it was Alexa who was gonna be sort of nuts and about mm. the fiend because like that kind of would have sat really well with Nikki. But yeah, don't be wrong, Alexa's doing a fantastic job, so I'm not knocking that at all. But you know when they make the call backstage to go, well, you know we need someone to to be like the. Um, I don't even know what you call it, the valet, I suppose, to the fiend. Um, like, how is it, you know, to me, I would have picked Nikki out of the two of them. And, mm. you know, clearly it would have been wrong because Alexa's done a fantastic job, but um, she's definitely been a massive casualty to it. But what I don't get is how do you, <coughs> how do you keep having repetitive matches? How do you keep having people who, how do I put it? I don't want to, like, I'm not trying to knock any of the women's wrestlers when I say this. I'm just... I'm just, I don't know, I'll say it and then... Just do it, be candid, like, fuck it. Well, how the fuck do you have the likes of Mandy Rose, uh, Dana Brooke, uh, Lana, uh, Nia Jax, Tamina, how do you have the likes of space, how do you have space for these people, right, who are just as well booked, just as relevant, and, you know, they're not actually in any real storylines themselves when you look at it, they are very much interchangeable with fucking anyone, right? How can you have time and space for them and, like, Nikki's not on the card? Who can actually, to be honest, I would say is better in the ring than everyone I just listed. Yeah, I, that's I, the bit I don't get. How do you shoehorn everyone into some sort of like, like they literally just went, eh, Lana, you can be in the tag team with Naomi, and that's the thing now. Do you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. not like it mattered who those people were. All due respect to them, they just randomly picked two women. So like, I, I, like when you when that's how things are being booked for the women's tag division, how the fuck is Nikki missed out? That's shocking. Yeah, it, it is awful. I, I completely echo everything you've just said. Like, it baffles me how they can find space and TV time for some of the talent on that show. Like, regardless, even the likes of fucking Reginald, for Christ's sake, right? How can someone like him be on TV shitloads and Nikki Cross doesn't get any Reginald, time? Reginald is more prominent in the women's division than Nikki Cross. Yeah, exactly, which makes fucking zero sense, right? But the thing is... The whole thing around all this is we've seen for a while now her posting these videos, like looking upset and stuff. And it was this most recent tweet where she said, you know, I've got my bachelor's degree. I'm halfway through my master's. I'll get a PhD if I want to. You know, I'm a qualified personal trainer and gym instructor. Hell, I could teach a spin class if I wanted to, but I want what I want. I want to wrestle. I want to entertain. It's what I was born to do. Like she's 
literally just there waiting. She's one of these people who's just sat in catering because they've got nothing for her. And I just don't understand it. How can they just keep getting all this talent and just doing fuck all with them? And, you know, it's just, it is insane. There's more charisma in Nikki Cross's fucking pinky than there is in half of the fucking, like, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. And, you know, it's no offense to either of them. Mandy Rose was doing some great stuff with Otis, super prominent a year ago. Now she's nothing. And they've teamed it with Dana, who has been questionable, at, like, for all of her time there, to be honest. I'm not a Dana Brooke fan. I don't get it. But anyway, it's a topic for another day. But how can want, like, these two be so prominent? She's fantastic, but we haven't really seen much of her in the ring with Dana, yeah. have we, let's be honest. No, nothing. Whereas you've got someone like Nikki Cross, who is one of the better wrestlers on the on, on the whole roster, with charisma, with you know the ability to play these characters, like the, the schizophrenic that she was in NXT, or like, you know, mm-hmm. the she's shown a lot of range on the main roster and just yeah. someone like her to have nothing to do. And you can say similar things to Bailey as well. Like Bailey carried the SmackDown Women's Division for quite a while. To be fair, and as you <laughs> and know, now, as, as it looks, she's not even got a match at Mania. And it's yeah. like, well, how the fuck did that happen? But yeah, I, I just don't get it, and I just feel so sorry for Nikki because she is she's got bags of potential, and she could be, uh, you know, a big star if they just gave her that time. So it's just it's not yeah. nice to see. I just. If you're throwing women's tag teams together, I just don't know how she's not ended up in one of them. And I don't like this. Like, and I'm not saying just throw with somebody randomly and let's put a tag team together. But how has she not been a good component? She's she's like, you, I, I wouldn't like. I, I'd be like, I'd probably sound delusional to say she's fantastic on the mic. I get it. There are people who are better talkers. Alexa was a better talker, but she can talk. You know, she can play characters quite well. Mm-hmm. She's definitely good in the ring. How has she not been involved in some of this tag team stuff? Did you hear, Anthony, by the way, just to slightly digress, did you hear what the original plan was going to be for WrestleMania in terms of the women's tag titles? So we know this week that there's now going to be a qualifying kind of match on night one with several mm. women's tag teams, and the winner of that will go on to face Shayna and Nia on night two. The original plan right. was to have the women's battle royal and the final two competitors would face the tag champs. So they would literally really? put any, t- any two random They're fuckers together. That, that's how the book, that's literally how the book it is. Literally like, confirmed. Well, hoping you get along. Confirmed. Um, so, yeah, just everything you've been saying, that was the original plan. So, yeah, I don't know. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So, <sighs> anyway, rant over. That's the clearest amount say, of, slight, slight addition to the rant over, the amount of different people <laughs> that Natalia has tag teamed with in the last fucking year, says how random the fucking tag team division is. It's a fantastic like, point. To why is she in a team with Tamina now? Just because. Yeah. Because. Because. Best thing to come out of that is Lana's fucking boss tweet. Which is sensitive today. Never fucking made savage. the news. But look it up, guys. It was a, it was a proper funny, um, <laughs> funny jab at Natalia. Fair That's play fair. to Lana. Best bit of credit. Give Lana in a while. It's good. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, you know, rant, rant over from us, but at the same time, Nikki Cross deserves better. And, you know, do we have to get a hashtag trending to make that happen? I fucking hope not. I just want someone to <laughs> let's, see. Let's be honest, right? This is the sad thing, right? Let, let, remember the last time a, ta- a, a hashtag trended for a woman's wrestler? Mm-hmm. Didn't do a fucking thing, did it? Nope. Like, and I feel bad for everybody. Hang on, she's in a tag team with Lana now. She's, she's, so. she's on TV more than Nikki at the moment. But, like, literally that led nowhere. And, you, you know, when you kind of think, okay, maybe they'll listen. It's starting to trend this. this and nope. 
they just still said fuck you because Naomi's not doing it. And it was there, it was already written, put her in the hair business, give her the women's title shots, make MVP look even more fucking legit because he's getting everyone the gold. But no, let's instead split up the hair business, fuck all that up, ruin everything, and stick Naomi with Lana. Fuck it. Yeah. WWE, folks. I feel like there's some kind of t-shirt there to emulate Roman Reigns where it's just ruin everything, you know, instead of like <laughs> destroy everyone or whatever. I think is. you need a picture of Vince laughing and just put ruin everything and laugh. <laughs> that, that's it. That's the there shit. You go. There you go. Ruin everything and laugh. <sighs> so the last one, Carl, and I feel I might, I, I might provoke another rant and this might be both of us. But CM Punk, right? Because naturally when something happens in the world of wrestling, the first thought is, well, what does CM Punk think about this? Um, <laughs> And basically, obviously, it became very clear and probably should have been news, but I think it's kind of old news given the time that we've managed to get this podcast out, um, that Chris Jericho is going to be appearing on Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions, which is a WWE Network show. I know. So, that you know, that that, that forbidden door is well and truly open there. But, um, you know, this made people talk quite a lot about, well, surely he's not going to be able to talk about AEW. Or surely, you know, it's gonna, it's not, he's not gonna blast WWE, which he obviously isn't, um, and so on. But we then had to go to, like, you know, let's see what CM Punk thinks about this. So he was speaking with TMZ for some reason, because, you know, TMZ <laughs> were like, well, let's find out what CM Punk thinks That's about That's how far him. he's um, fallen. <laughs> and, um, he said to TMZ that uh, he said, honestly, my major reaction and opinion on it is that I think it shows Vince McMahon isn't afraid of AEW at all, because if he was, he wouldn't allow that to happen. Rants away, Carl. Um, he also referenced the fact that they will be asking like softball questions and he's not really going to talk a lot about AEW. Like, they're not going to not acknowledge it, but they're not really going to talk a lot about the, the differences between the two, why Jericho left, all that kind of bollocks, which is, is that, totally fucking true. Is that going to be very careful? Is that according to, uh, to CM Punk, though? Because if it, I mean, to be fair, he knows fuck all. He, he knows know, probably just as let's like, less than Melter at this point. Let's be honest, though, he's saying stuff that's fairly obvious. Like, WWE have agreed to let Stone Cold have Jericho on the show, right? Stone Cold's asked Vince, and Vince has gone, yeah, that's fine. But the conversation was more than that. They'll have definitely put some provisors in there to say, you cannot, like, badmouth WWE or whatever. We know that's going to be the case. Like, that doesn't take an insider to even tell you that. Like, he's not going to he's not gonna go in there and rinse WWE for 20 minutes. He might be able to talk about AEW, but he's not going to go in there and totally ruin WWE and tell them how shit they are compared to the pe- people he's with now. It's just not going to happen. So, Do you know what, though? It's not I exactly news. I don't, I don't think he thinks WWE is shit anyway. So I don't think he would ever go on there and say that. I, I literally oh, no, I think, just, I he... think that's what people expect because he, he has mm. a lot of love because he's so involved with AEW and he has a lot of love for what they're doing. And obviously week in, week out, he talks about beating NXT and the ratings. It's business. And like you say, I don't think he truly hates WWE or anything, but I think people are expecting it to be like a WWE versus AEW kind of conversation, which I don't think it will be. Yeah, I think... Like for me, the the proof in the pudding, or the, you know, the true telling of all of this is going to be how much, if any, they talk about AEW. Whether they reference AEW as a company, whether they, you know, or it's just like, so you haven't been in WWE for a while. You've been with that piss and company. Tell me about it. You know, and you know, if they do that, then it's like, okay, this is very WWE produced kind of thing. But it's on the network. There's, you know, clearly there's going to be some caveats to it. But I I'm still shocked that he's going to be on that show. And oh, based yeah. on based on the guests he's had on there in the past, you know, there's gonna be some juicy stuff on there. Even like you know, it might be tame, but at the same time, it'll still be juicy. Everyone he's had on that show, there's been a juicy segment. Even even Vince, like he he called out Vince on the show, and obviously Vince would have approved it. But 
he called out Vince, didn't he? And he just said, like, you know, people think you're out of touch. People think that, you know, you, you've lost your marbles and, you know, you, you, you don't know wrestling anymore. And he, he put all that to him. Um, and, you know, he's... I know. To be fair to Vince, though, this is the same Vince who's, like, for a storyline has basically said to CM Punk, I want you to, like, call me a bully and point out things that I've done that were actually bullying things and try and insist that I apologise in the ring. You know, he's he's not afraid of, like, doing something, like, controversial and even awkward for himself for the sake no, of the story, not. let's be honest. He's, he's a fantastic promoter. You know, no one has really ever got a bad word to say about Vince McMahon. And if you look at anyone who hates WWE, they will all praise Vince because Vince, you know, people have said he's, like, he's got Jedi mind control capabilities. Like, you'll go in there <laughs> fuming about something and you'll come out of it going, yeah, okay, Vince, I agree with you. Because, he should, you know, he is a fantastic promoter and you can say he's out of touch, you can say anything about him, but he's, he's fantastic and he, he always has been fantastic. He's an excellent man for the business. And so I don't think Jericho will ever go on there and will besmirch Vince or will besmirch WWE. I think mm. he will just go on there and be like, do you know what, I fancied a new challenge. I went to AW to help build this company up and, you know, I'm interested. If anything, you know, I it's a must-see. Like, I cannot yeah, wait to watch it. I, I can't, and like you say, there's definitely going to be, I don't know if some people may be expecting something else or something more, but it's definitely going to be interesting. Definitely going to have a lot of, um, I suppose, uh, well, insider content maybe, you know what I mean? It's going to have a it's going to have a lot of conversation there that I think is going to be stuff that we've been wondering. But like you say, not necessarily like, you know, being visceral towards either company, but, you know, really speaking, he kind of sort of stepped up into AEW out of, out of nowhere. Or out of New Japan, like most of them did. But I'm hoping we get to actually talk about like how that journey went because I know he's he's touched on bits on his own podcast. But I don't know. I like like you say, uh, Stone Cold. Uh, he's got a good history with interviews uh, on his show, so it's uh, it's going to be a good one. And like you say, it's must see. It's must see. And to tie that in, like right now, uh, right now WrestleMania as well. It's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. Like they, they are such good business for AEW that you wonder. Like I would have expected <laughs> events to be against it just because it's like no, that's free marketing. Do not like that. You see, I don't think we'll ever ever see that forbidden door open fully. Like WWE and AEW will never work together. But what, what you need to look at it. When when Kenny Omega <laughs> rocks up on night two WrestleMania to finish his belt collection, you'll see. Yeah, that like, that just so. wouldn't it just would never work, would it? it? It'd work if it was if you know if Daniel Bryan was the champ, it would work. If he comes out there and is like, "Hi, Roman," and Roman just like beats the shit out of him, that's going to be bad. You know, it's two different types of companies. But um, you know, the thing yet you have to factor in here is WWE have just made a hell of a deal with Peacock, and they want to get people tuning in and subscribing to that service. So, yeah. is it a coincidence that we've just managed to get an AW guy on the WWE yeah. network? Let's get everyone talking. Uh, yeah. Everyone talk. Yeah. Everyone's going to go, okay, I'm going to I'm going to subscribe to Peacock. So, they're not circling back, Carl. What does CM Punk think about it? <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a fuck is what I say. Not being funny. I've been interviewed by fucking TMZ, you know what I mean? <laughs> I haven't. But still, that's like the um, lowest you can go, isn't it, to be fair? So, and, uh, well, it didn't quite hit the news, but I'll mention it anyway. Uh, for those who are curious, um, where are we on CM Punk returning to WWE? Well, we went over to Triple H, and Triple H said, I don't know, 
and that that was literally news this week. They they asked Triple H about CM Punk return. They said, "Well, you'd have to ask Punk." <laughs> Which is like in a roundabout way, that's basically what he said. Is like you'd have to ask Punk because uh, yeah, the only person who truly knows whether he wants to come back to wrestling is Punk himself, and he doesn't want to answer you. He just wants to try you. Just think about that. That is it. That is Punk to a T. But yeah, <laughs> but we love was... you, Punk. Feel free to come on the show anytime. <laughs> anytime, my friend. Anytime. But uh, that Anthony was another week of news. The ringside report, all the happy haps of the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Mainly driven from Twitter, to be fair, for some reason, but still. That was probably 50% news, 50% ranting, but it was still news. Yeah, and, you know, I enjoyed the ranting, so does that. Me too. And here's something you will enjoy. It's this lovely words and videos on YouTube from these wonderful people who endorse our show. So, enjoy. You're watching or listening. It's A to the K. The A to the K. 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 These guys are awesome. Check it out. Check it out. Change your life. You'll be thanking me later.